Hello, my FitFizz friend, and thank you so much for joining me for part two of Aging Telomeres and the Perception of Getting Old. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I've done a whole bunch of fitnessy stuff for a long time, and that's the whole intro for today because I have a lot to say on this topic, so let's get going. As I mentioned last week, we have something called telomeres on the ends of our chromosomes so that... So they are part of your DNA and they shorten over the course of a lifetime. And when they shorten, that's when a person's health usually starts to go downhill. But there are things you can do to prevent these telomeres from shortening. But first, I want you to try to picture some telomeres. You all know when you buy a pair of new sneakers and you lace them up with their fresh, new, clean laces, and there are those little plastic caps on the ends of these laces to keep the ends from fraying. Think of those as telomeres, and the laces are like your chromosomes. And I'm sure you've seen shoes where those caps have gotten stomped on, dragged in the dirt, rained on, and over time they begin to wear away or maybe they fall off. And that's kind of what telomeres do. But if you take good care of your shoes and make sure they're neatly tied so that the laces don't drag on the ground and you're aware not to step in anything dirty and you can keep them looking really nice and clean for at least a few seasons. and they probably, they can look as good as new if you take care of them. That's kind of like taking good care of your health and eating nutrient-dense foods and avoiding toxins and reducing stress so that your telomeres will remain good as new for hopefully more than just a few seasons. So how exactly do these microscopic telomeres affect our health and lifespan? Every time a cell divides, the telomeres become shorter. And after decades and decades of this, they become too short to keep dividing. And when the body gets to that point, your cell turnover rates, also known as autophagy, your cell turnover rates slow down and mitochondrial damage becomes too vast for your cells to recover. This is what we commonly think of as old age and it begins to outwardly show. And the more visibly aged a person is, the shorter their telomeres are. And all of the little things you can do at any age to keep you healthy, think of that kind of like adding to the bank of telomeres. Things like removing toxic chemicals from your toiletries, cleaning products in your kitchen, eating nutrient-dense foods, and minimizing your intake of sludge, which is my all-encompassing term for junk food and frankenfoods. Um, You could also do things like reduce feelings that actually damage cells which they are things like anxiety, stress, fear, and addressing any buried trauma that may have happened to you at any point in your life that your body is still carrying within its tissues. Things like strength training, getting fresh air, getting adequate rest, and saying no more often to people when you feel pulled in too many directions. You can also do things to challenge your mind to keep that neuroconnectivity in your brain to help it make 
fresh, healthy, new neuro connections and reducing any kind of inflammation in the body, reducing inflammatory food intake, getting lab tests done regularly, even if your doctor doesn't order them, so you can stay on top of your health before disease happens. So all of these things are ways to proactively prevent your telomeres from shortening. There are lab tests that you can have done to find out the length of your telomeres. I haven't personally done this myself yet, but as soon as I have the extra money to do so, I will be doing it and sharing the results with you. I'll put a link to a place where you can order a telomere test online in the show notes, and it will also be on my website page for this episode. Now, the science around what's possible with telomeres is really just starting to blossom now. So depending on which sources you read, there's still some conflicting info out there. But as far as what's possible in relation to reversing aging and telomeres, from what I know, some telomeres can be relengthened and some cannot. Now there's a difference between preventing them from shortening and then Relengthening them once they have already shortened. But the ones that are capable of being relengthened after they've been shortened, they are able to do so by expressing an enzyme called telomerase. And if you're wondering how you can get your body to produce telomerase so you can have longer telomeres, it really comes down to just simply doing all of those things that I just listed and doing everything within your power to live a healthy life and take care of your body, your heart, and your mind. Nutrients and removing toxins are what our bodies need to optimally function. And if our bodies can optimally function, then they will naturally produce those enzymes to keep the telomeres longer. And while science is still figuring out exactly how telomere length affects how we age, it is clear that the longer our telomeres are, the better it is for the span of a lifetime and avoiding disease. Now, if you really want to geek out and learn more about telomeres, something that you can look up is um, something called ZBTB48, which is a telomere binding protein that helps to regulate the length of telomeres. I don't know about you, but knowing this kind of stuff about telomeres is pretty exciting to me. I see it as a challenge to try to keep my telomeres as long as possible and not worry so much about this thing that people call age or when people talk about, quote unquote, getting old. It's worth repeating from last week that being forgetful really has nothing to do with age, but it's so commonly blamed on aging. I know in addition to what we think of as like losing memory as we get old, there's also a very real phenomenon phenomenon called mommy brain that moms often make jokes about. And this mommy brain is a sudden forgetfulness with new moms. And it's due to hormone surges plus the avalanche of brand new responsibility, which requires a lot of brain power. So forgetfulness that is typically associated with getting old is commonly due to things like inflammation and plaque building up in the brain. And that is something I really want to talk a lot more about someday. And also hormones. And remember, when I say hormones, I'm not just talking about estrogen and testosterone. There's a lot more to it. We all have thyroid hormones. That We all have serotonin and oxytocin. And don't forget that vitamin D is a hormone that lots of people are running low on. 
And while we're talking about hormones, I'm going to share with you that I have a personal mission to not experience any of the typical symptoms when I reach the beginning of menopause in a few years. And I see this as my responsibility in taking care of my body to not let that happen. The symptoms that you hear about can all be avoided. There's really no reason why women need to suffer with things like hot flashes, dryness, mood swings, and weight gain. It's really all within your control if you take care of your health and your body and get your labs done. And there are tons of endless resources out there to avoid all of it. So there's really no excuse. Here's another thing. If you ever have a doctor that writes off anything as, well, Sorry, but that's just part of aging. I am begging you, find a new doctor. Staying with that doctor who says things like that, you might as well resign to the fact that you really don't care about your health or living a long, healthy life. No doctor is going to care about your health as much as you will. But if a doctor says anything like, well, sorry, that's just part of aging, they are lazy and they clearly don't care about helping you. And you deserve better than that. So find someone new, whatever it takes, just please do it. Slower metabolism or putting on weight is not just part of aging. It's just not. But it is part of imbalanced hormones and inflammation, which are significant building blocks for disease. And those things can greatly be fixed or avoided. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, But Kelly, what about wrinkles? Are you going to sit there and tell me that wrinkles are not part of aging? Well, wrinkles are not totally unavoidable, but I don't think it's fair to write off wrinkles as just part of getting old. It's actually, what's actually happening with wrinkles is cellular damage. Some of it is avoidable. And I'm sure you already know that, like things like staying out of the sun and, you know, just eating nutrient-dense foods taking care of your skin. As years pass, if you don't take care to optimize your hormones, most doctors will not do this for you. Once again, it's up to you or work with a functional medicine doctor. But as the years pass, you got to take care of your hormones. Otherwise, your metabolism slows down. Inflammation happens throughout the body. Weight gain happens. The motors of our cells known as mitochondria become slow and damaged. And all the cellular repair throughout the body that should be happening doesn't happen because of all all, that whole chain of events. And that's when wrinkles start to occur. So I have a new term for you that you might like. I like it. It's called inflammaging. So it's a combination of inflammation and aging. Inflammation. I didn't make this up and I don't remember where I first heard it. So I don't know who to credit. But inflammaging refers to the chronic low-grade inflammation that characterizes what we think of as aging. And so basically it's just inflammation as you have more birthdays. So you can reduce inflammation by all of the things I previously mentioned in that big long list a little bit ago, but anything that you'd consider as part of the aging process itself is really tied in some way to inflammation. Now, inflammation overall has been shown to be tied to arthritis, memory loss, diabetes, high insulin levels, blood pressure issues, digestive issues, and pretty much any disease that you can name. Also, 
all of these things tie into food sensitivities. And maybe you can't drink alcohol like you used to without feeling terrible. Avoid the urge to blame that on aging. There's inflammation at play that can be reversed, as I already said. And if you take the time to be proactive about it, then you can drink without feeling terrible if that's how you, if that's something that you want to do. Bailey, what I want to get across is that you don't have to just live with it, but it takes effort, effort that you can't just expect a regular doctor to help you with. If you're the type of person to just see a regular doctor and trust what they say and that's it, I really, really want you to learn to see things differently. You can take control of all of these things, no matter where you live. Even if you live out in the middle of nowhere, like where I grew up, you can access so much free top-notch information online. I also put these fantastic free online summits that you can listen to. They are always updated on the events page of my website. You can also do telemedicine appointments with functional medicine doctors by video. So there's really no excuse. There's a really high-level doctor named Dale Bredesen, who's done tons of research and taught many of the other top experts on things like Alzheimer's and aging. But his name is Dale Bredesen. And here's a funny quote that he said that I want to share with you. And it's funny because of what a high-level expert he is. And this is a quote from him. Most of what we call aging today is you sucked at living. Isn't that really what it is? You ate sugar. You went to the wrong doctor. You took medicine for everything. You sucked at living. (laughs) And that's most of what we call aging right now. And that's the quote from Dr. Dale Bredesen. Now, I know I can't change everyone's view on aging, but being positive about aging has nothing to do with the attitude of like, well, it's better than the alternative. I really hate it when people say that because what they mean is like, well, getting older is better than being dead. And the way I see it, I think that's a closed-minded point of view. There are people who genuinely don't want to live. I've been through tough times in my life that I really honestly did not want to wake up the next day. So no, I can't agree with the statement like, well, it's better than the alternative. I think that's ridiculous. And it's also missing the point entirely. The point is that it's possible to embrace aging. You don't have to just get old or die. You can embrace the aging process and do everything in your power to slow it down so that you don't have to live your final years feeling horrible. And there's also this whole movement about women's empowerment lately, but there are still women out here who are not proud of their age. So when a woman feels shy to tell her age or feels a need to whisper it or make a joke about it when she's asked about her age, those are all forms of shame. So you cannot sit there and tell me that you care about the mental health of the next generation and that it's important to teach body image and confidence or positive body confidence to young girls if you simultaneously carry shame about your age. Because who taught you to hesitate about stating your age? Society? previous generations, role models, freaking Mariah Carey who thinks it's cute to never state her age. And it's not cute. It's ugly. That's shame that's speaking. No matter how diva-like or lady-like someone might tell you it is, let's smash that shame around age or aging to smithereens for the sake of the next generation. I remember having friends freaking out that they were turning 30. For what? 
because they learn to be fearful of it from other people. So imagine if we can all do our part and promise to never again project shame or timidness around stating your age. That's the type of thing that would make this messy, messy world a little sliver better for the next generation. Another thing that I would like to see smashed in regards to aging is Let's say someone tells a story that includes something we don't have around anymore, like pay phones. And they'll start off by saying, I'm really dating myself, but this one time at a pay phone, who cares? Who cares that you're dating yourself? I've had it said to me several times because I don't carry shame about it. So I'll mention things that took place decades ago with, you know, it's like it's no big deal because it's not. And there have been comments on Facebook posts where I'd say something and someone would comment with, Oh, you're really dating yourself there. And why should I care? Why do you care? It's all just so stupid. Let's get over that. When people say, oh, I'm too old for blah, blah, blah. That's nothing but bogus social conditioning. I remember there used to be a show called What Not to Wear that I would watch pretty religiously. This is probably well over 10 years ago. Remember the first few seasons in the opening, the intro of the show, there was a sign that said, like a street sign, it said, no miniskirts after age 30. Then I remember a couple years later, the sign changed to say, no miniskirts after age 35. And then a couple seasons later, they removed that sign from the show intro altogether. So I think that's really interesting. And it is great how more and more I think people are embracing the just be whoever you are and who cares about age. But there's still a lot of work to do. So I have a quick little challenge before we go. I'm asking you to, if you, if you can't draw, grab a pen and paper right now, draw an image in your head of what you would look like at 100 years old. So draw it in your head or draw it on paper if you can, really quick. What do you look like at 100 years old? Do you look frail and weak? Why? If you did picture that, why didn't you draw somebody who looks strong and energetic and vibrant? We're told that's what age is, but it doesn't have to be that way. Now, I know my audience of listeners isn't really that big, so I'm asking you guys to hopefully play along because in theory, we could do something really cool that will change people's perception of age. So here's my challenge to you. Draw a quick sketch of yourself at 100 years old, and hopefully you're going to be as strong and as vibrant and awesome as ever, defying all the things that typically that most people typically associate with age. Draw it take a picture, post it on social media and tag me so that I can see what you've created. I want to share them all on Instagram and Facebook stories. And it would be really cool to show the the rest of the people who are not listening what 100 years old can look like if we want it to. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes so that others will know it's worth their time to give it a listen. And until next time, Breathe, stay young, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.